had this like psychic religion. And it's terrifying. I'm the normal one. Oh no, no. Oh no, no, no. It's crazy that it happened more than once. Okay, wow, this microphone is really close to my head. Let's just like, let's adjust that. <laughs> I think this is better, right? Yeah? Hopefully everyone can hear me. I don't know. I'm I'm like, I, I feel like I'm not a tech savvy person, but my sister told me literally like, yesterday or the day before that she thinks I am the most tech savvy person. I also don't like how the camera looks. I feel like it should be more like this. This is, this is me and you. Hey, this is great. I love this. Okay. Where are my little notes <laughs> that I always have every episode? Um, but I still don't like the way the microphone looks. <laughs> yeah, you agree? Or maybe it's me. Maybe I have to move and I just do this or something. I don't know, we'll, we'll figure it out, okay? Anyways, um, hi, welcome. Welcome back to the Modern Milk Podcast with me. Yeah, Cindy Vanna. My child is wide awake. I have a hair, I think, in my eye. There's something in my eye. I think it was an eyelash, this, yeah. It was an eyelash, so that was phenomenal. Um, guys. Oh, before I start anything, follow the socials, Modern Milk Podcast on everything. I'm trying to like be a little more active on there. I feel like I don't post much, but I'm trying. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find some relevant things to post. I don't know like what to post. I don't know. I just don't know what to post, okay? I'm tired still. I feel like I talked about this in the last episode. I'm exhausted and it just hasn't passed. I thought it would just pass, but I sit here and I feel like I'm gonna pass out. <gasps> So that's fun, cute, fresh. My hair, I feel like it looks insane. Um, it's curly today. I don't typically like to wear my hair curly. Well, it's not that I don't like to wear it curly. It's just a lot of work. And being a mom, sometimes I don't shower until the nighttime because I don't have the time. So it's just a lot easier for me to press it out and preserve it as opposed to having to do a wash day like every day. Even though it's not a real wash day, like my curls never look good second day. I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but no matter what I do, my curls never look good. So in order to get nice curls again, I have to completely re-wet my hair. Okay, I don't have to wash my hair every day because shampooing's so bad for your hair. But in order for my curls to look nice again, I have to re-wet my hair or it just looks frizzy and crazy. And I just, mm, it's just a lot. It's a lot of work and curly hair is very high maintenance. I just, I don't have the time. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. So I've been like frying my hair and I've just been straightening it. And yeah, my hair is like dead now. There's like no curl to it anymore. It's like more waves now, but I don't even care. Okay, I'm still pretty, so. I don't care. On top of the like extreme tiredness, um, my brain is just fried, like completely fried. For the past entire week, I have done nothing but try to learn this program called Blender. If you know what Blender is, it's like a 3D animation program. I've been trying to learn it for like two or three years now. And every time I try to pick it up, I get so frustrated that I just rage quit. I give up. I just can't like deal with it. I can't handle it. It hurts my brain. But this time I really tried it, tried to stick it out. I followed the donut tutorial from the blender guru and I actually made it through the entire thing. It was not as hard as like the first time I remember trying to pick it up. It was definitely still hard, but it was a lot easier this time. 
And I, I took advantage of the Discord that they have for, like, questions and stuff like that. So that really helped. And just talking to people on there was, like, the best thing ever. Because they also understood, like, the troubles that you can run into when you're trying to do this program. A lot of people don't know that I love just, like, animation, digital stuff, like, graphic things. I love that type of stuff. I mean, I'm super into editing and everything. So I feel like it's a given. But, yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I'm going to keep trying to do it. Because... Oh my goodness, the rendering is that I got all the way to the end and the rendering took 12 plus hours. I was like, yeah, this isn't really going to work for me. In the video, the guy was saying that a lot of the people at like Pixar and stuff, they take two weeks to render their animations. I'm like, what? I am so impatient. I need like a superhuman computer to do this stuff. And then I think I'll be able to pick it back up. Maybe I'll still do like the digital art stuff because that stuff only took like five minutes to render. But when I tried to render this animation, it took 12 plus hours. I left it overnight. I just can't. I don't think I have the patience for that. So anyways, so anyways, 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 anyways. What else has been going on in my life? Well, I, oh my goodness, I was thrown for a loop. I was misdiagnosed <laughs> years and years ago i was diagnosed with bipolar disorder i've been really trying to crack down on my mental health and get proper treatment i cannot tell you how many therapists and psychiatrists i have fired well i've actually only two but it's crazy that it happened more than once um i feel like every time i try to get into some kind of treatment to really like take care of my mental i'm just treated like a lab rat i think this is just how it works in the mental health world because there's no way of knowing what works for every specific person since everyone is so different so when i was like trying to get treatment they were like okay try this medication oh that one didn't work okay now try this one all right not this one this one i've been on probably at least seven different medications in the past five years maybe maybe eight years i i don't know an exact timeline but in in my 20s i've been on so many different medications and hate to say it none of them work honestly because none of them are working i'm starting to think that like i'm the normal one and everyone else in society is the crazy one and maybe that's why the medication's not working because i'm not actually mentally ill but that's me just trying to gaslight myself into thinking i'm like normal because i think i am in denial that i have some kind of mental illness like i just i don't know i i feel like i just want to be happy 24 7 so it's like if i just think that i am then there's nothing wrong with me <laughs> and if i say it enough i'm gonna believe it but anyways my new provider that i have i'm seeing a new therapist and she's able to like diagnose things so i don't know if she's like just a therapist honestly i don't really know and um I've been seeing her for a while now and I told her from the jump, like I have a terrible attitude about therapy. I think therapy is so stupid. I don't think it works. I think if it was that easy to just do these little coping mechanisms and meditate and and that was that, I would be cured and I wouldn't be feeling the way that I feel. But she totally listened to my concerns. The way that she structures our sessions is a lot different than I have ever experienced with any of my past providers. I just really feel heard, like speaking with her and like doing all this treatment with her, I really do feel heard. We were going through like my symptoms, things I was telling her and she was looking at all my paperwork and everything. She's like, this does not match up. This is not what you're, what you're telling me doesn't match your records. So I don't know like what these people are doing, but someone is not doing their due diligence. So she told me she went to her supervisor and like did all this stuff. So I just feel really like someone's finally advocating for me. That's not just me. And I think it really helps that she's also a black woman because a lot of times black women, people of color in general, just are pushed away when it comes to like medical stuff, which 
Oh my goodness, this reminds me, oh, when I was giving birth. Throughout my pregnancy, I was having these symptoms, which I, I didn't really like think much of it, but when you're pregnant, it's really important to just mention things, even if you think it's not relevant. Since I was probably around like 14, 15 weeks, I was telling my OBGYN that I was getting these headaches and I was swelling really bad. I didn't know what was going on. I was like, I don't know if this is relevant, but like, it's just, I've never heard of this happening before. So I just wanted to bring it up. He basically told me that it's probably allergies. I need to just sit in a dark room, make sure I'm walking 30 minutes a day. So fast forward at 33 weeks, I decided to come back to my home state and give birth here. So I had my first appointment. They didn't have any of my records, so it was more so them just asking me questions. My second appointment is when I mentioned like, hey, I'm having some headaches, you know. I don't think, I don't know if it's relevant. My old OB told me it's not relevant, but like I would just be kicking myself if I didn't mention it and it was something wrong. So I ended up telling her this and they were like, okay, we're just gonna run some labs. You know, it's probably nothing because I had a generally like easy pregnancy, except for me throwing up literally every day. They ran some tests on me and the next day, my midwife calls me because I switched from an OB to a midwife. She calls me and she's like, hey, uh, I got your lab work back and I'm gonna need you to go to the emergency room. Like, I need you to go now. Like, if you could do that. Um, it might be nothing, but I really think we need to check you out a little more. Honestly, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I probably just have a yeast infection. Like, I, I genuinely thought that I just had a yeast infection. Oh no, no, honey. Oh no, 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 no. There was protein in my urine. So my kidneys were working like crazy overtime, they told me. My blood pressure was also so high that they thought I was gonna have a stroke. So they hooked me up to this machine and they took my blood pressure every 15 minutes for like 12 hours. There was one point where they were like, okay, you know, we think you might be able to leave. And then they saw something, I guess, and I wasn't able to leave. I feel like this is something that could have been caught. Like it was so obvious. My midwife did one test and well, not one test, but you know, like she, she sent for some tests. The crazy thing is I think a lot, like what would have happened if I stayed in California and gave birth in California? Because at the time that I went into the emergency room, they told me that I was having contractions. I didn't feel anything, but they're like, you don't feel that, like you're having contractions. And every time I was having a contraction, my son's heart rate was dropping. So I just think like, what if I stayed in California? What if I labored naturally and I didn't even know I was having these contractions and like my son's heart rate dropped to the point where he was unalived. I just really think if I didn't switch doctors, like me or my son, one of us probably wouldn't have survived. That's just really terrifying to think about. And I don't want to sit here and say like, oh yeah, it's cause like I'm black. But there are so many black women who speak up, they say something and they're just brushed away. And it's just sickening. And it's not the first time that this has happened to me, like with medical stuff. So at least they caught the preeclampsia. It was not as scary in the moment, but like as I sit here and tell the story to people, like I'm kind of like, ooh yeah, it's actually pretty fucking terrifying. And it actually reminds me too, before I gave birth, I feel like I had this like psychic little vision of my son <laughs> and it's terrifying. It actually gives me chills like when I think about it. So let me just like tell you the story. Everyone would ask me like, oh, do you have like psychic visions? Like, do you see stuff? And I always would say no, but I had this one vision all the time and it was of me with a little boy. Like when I was pregnant, I never had this feeling that I was gonna have a daughter. It was always me when I pictured myself with my baby before I even found out the gender. It was like me with a little boy. But anyway, that's besides the point. So when I was pregnant, literally the same week that I ended up in the emergency room, I had this dream and it was a scary, like super vivid dream. In the dream, I saw my son, literally the little boy that I have today, he had his face looked exactly like my son and it was him but he was like unalived on the ground in my bedroom just 
not alive. When I woke up from the dream, I was like, oh, that can't be my kid. Like that cannot be a psychic vision. That can't be like, my kid's not gonna look like this. I was so convinced when I was pregnant that my son was not gonna be like a little light-skinned boy. His dad would always say like, this kid's gonna come out light-skinned. And I would be like, no, he's not because I'm half black. And then his dad is Haitian. He's black. So I'm thinking genetics, like very clearly, my kid is gonna look way more black because he's gonna be three-fourths black. Well, a shock to me, this kid pops out and he looks more white than I do. This kid literally looks like a little white baby. Yeah, it was so strange. Whenever I first saw him, I was like, is that my baby? Like, that came out of me? But yeah, sometimes I think that that dream was him trying to like tell me something, which might sound crazy to some people, but a lot of people say when you're pregnant, you have these like psychic dreams. And I'm telling you, that little boy I saw in my dream, it looks the exact same as the little boy that I have today. I think back about the time I gave birth and I was like, if I could relive this entire week every day, like I would relive that week for the rest of my life and I would be totally content. Even though it was a very like hectic and insane time, it was like the best moment of my life. And I just, I wish I could relive it like every day. Speaking of childbirth, this is like a very old topic, but I came across it on TikTok the other day. Y'all know I'm all over TikTok. This girl, Alexi, she's like 19, I think, senior in high school and she was pregnant, had the baby in the bathroom and then ended up throwing the baby in the trash after she allegedly unalived him. I think this is all alleged. I don't know if she's been charged or anything. I should probably look into this a little more, but it's just really hard to read. So I didn't really want to look too much into it. So this to me, I feel like there's so much more to the story that like people don't know because I don't understand how someone who's 19 years old has their mother literally breathing down her throat. If you see all the videos, it's like her mom is attached to her at the hip. Like it's some sort of like codependency or like, I don't want to say control thing, but her mom seems like... A helicopter mom she just seems so overbearing for a girl that's 19 years old but then that also like raises the question for me like is it maybe that this girl has some sort of developmental thing and i don't mean that in like a rude way i'm just saying like if you're 19 years old also still in high school and your mom is acting like this where she feels like she needs to make all the choices for you it's kind of giving a little bit of that like not to the extent of Gypsy Rose, but like, you know how Gypsy Rose's mother was like all up her ass, making all her decisions for her, saying like, X, Y, Z, do this, 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 you are this. That's what it kind of seems like to me because as a mom, I cannot imagine doing something like this to my own kid. I, it just doesn't compute in my brain. And granted, it shouldn't compute in my brain because I'm not, a, I'm not that kind of person. But I just feel like she must have been so desperate to think that this was her only option. Like, she she must have thought there was no other way out. And I feel like the mom has something to do with it. Like, I think this girl's pretty smart. But I... So, I don't think it's, like, developmental. But I really do think her mom... There must be something behind the scenes. Like, there really must be. And I hate to say that. But, like, look at the way the mom's acting. Like, your kid is 19 years old. She's an adult. 19 is an adult. She might still be in high school, but she needs to, like, learn to be independent. And just her reaction when the police are telling her about the baby in the trash and everything, it just seems like she was terrified or something. Or, like, there's just gotta be something. I, I, maybe I'm gaslighting myself into refusing to believe that like there isn't something more to the story, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I heard that in her state specifically, termination of the pregnancy is an option up to a certain point. So it makes me think like maybe her mom was so overbearing, she couldn't even get a doctor's appointment by herself. Which then also, that's a red flag to me too. It's like when I was 19, I'm going, if I go to the ER, I'm going by myself. 
I'm not bringing my parents along. Like, I'm grown. When I turned 18, I started going to the doctor by myself. But the fact that her mom is there with her is kind of like, what's going on? Overall, so sad. And, like, I would just hope that someone that young is just desperate and not a deranged person to, like, go and do this to a, an innocent baby. Granted, nobody knows what happened in that bathroom, but, like, a, a regular person, if that was me and I just gave birth in a bathroom, I think I would start screaming for help because what? What? Huh? It just doesn't make sense. Either way, it's a messed up situation. And I wish I could, like, process it, but it doesn't make sense. Like, as someone who has a kid, the only explanation I can think of is that she must have been really fucking desperate. And even then, I don't even think... I'm trying to compute it in my brain, and I just can't. It just does not make sense. It really doesn't make sense to me. So now that I'm coming up on almost a year postpartum, I'm thinking, like, I think this is my body, and, like, this is probably how it's gonna be for a while. So I'm like, I should probably go get some bras, right? Well, I don't know how to shop for bras anymore. I don't know my size. I don't know what to look for. Every time I think I know, like, my bra size, I grab it, and, like, half my is popping out. I also got these bras, and they're, like, ripping in the middle. So I'm like, what do I do? what what am i doing wrong i got measured for a bra and i think it's just not the right size because again it's like they fit but my show and so i'm kind of thinking like maybe i just have huge enormous now because when you get pregnant the way your like expand and grow i had huge nipples when i was pregnant now they've like shrunk down a little but they're still not as as they were before but yeah i just can't find the perfect bra i don't know where to look i don't know what to do it's kind of frustrating and i was telling someone this a man actually and they were telling me that bras are a scam and women don't actually need bras and i'm sitting here like are you sure about that yeah this person tried to tell me that bras are a ploy for women to just spend more money and a way for the government to make more money or something i don't know what the f the government has to do with bras but like okay i have had both very small boobs and now very big boobs and i will tell you yeah when i had small boobs like i did not need a bra because there was nothing to hold up but now with my double d's i feel like i would prefer to be able to walk down my stairs without having my left boob smack me in my eyeball but you know that's just me i don't know i just feel like way more contained when i have a bra on and if i'm not wearing one it just feels like they have a mind of their own and they just have no control they're just everywhere but i do truly wonder why do men speak on things that they can't even like conjure up the fake scenario in their head to even imagine what it might be like i don't know so i wanted to talk about something and it's crazy because i was thinking about this to talk about and then i was talking to someone else it was like a private conversation so i'm not gonna say who it was and uh, we we're talking about like blocking briefly and it made me think yes i hate when people block me i don't know why I really don't know why. I feel like we need to normalize blocking people and saying nothing and like not giving an explanation or anything or even trying to like converse with them. And now I have a story. I used to be very against blocking because I was like, I'm gonna ignore you and you're still gonna see what the f I'm doing. And you're gonna be like, wow, she's living her best life and she's ignoring me and doesn't give a f what I have to say. I would get messages from people that I probably should have blocked. I would open them and leave them 
<laughs> and then I would see that they're looking at my story. It's probably a sickness, <laughs> but I don't know. Um, but now I don't care. I will block you without hesitation. I will even go as far as to say some bullshit to you and then block you. I think I've learned this is this is growth, guys. This is growth, okay, guys. Like this is growth of me being like I learned that it's just not good for my mental to let people who I don't with have access to me even if i'm not engaging in that or like you know i'm not i'm not responding to them or whatever um i don't want you to be able to look at me for example i was friends with this girl and i was telling her something and she was telling me like oh i'm gonna go here and i was like okay well be careful because i heard man got robbed like at gunpoint or something like she was telling me she was going to a guy's house and i was like I heard this through the grapevine recently, so it's strange that you say this. So, like, be careful. Like, I was genuinely looking out for her well-being, trying to be a good f***ing friend. Tell me why this bitch, because that's what the f*** she is. She's a bitch. She goes to the guy. She goes to the guy and says exactly what I said, saying she said this. I blocked her so quick. I was like, absolutely not. You are not putting me in hot water. I don't enjoy people coming at me because it got me having people come at me because I said this. When I was literally just trying to look out for her well-being, because who the f if, if someone's in danger, I'm not going to be around them. I'm not putting myself in that position. But I don't know. Girls are so weird sometimes for doing stuff like that. Like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to be a girl's girl. So she hit me up, actually, like, months and months and months later from, like, a different account. And she was like, I don't know why you blocked me, but blah, 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 And I literally was like, I blocked you because of this. And I'm not engaging in this conversation. So, you know, you can say whatever you want. But, like... I'm not doing this right now. And then she just started going off on me. This girl is like a wannabe, like, hood girl. This girl lives in the whitest community in a little college town. This girl wouldn't even know what ghetto was if it smacked her in the face. Another thing that reminds me that I do not like, I don't fuck with, is when people glorify, like, hood living or, like, living in the hood. When I was 20, I moved from a very, like, suburban white people town to the hood to the trenches it's not fun it's not something to be glamorized it's not cool having like shots being set off literally at the end of your street it's not fun nobody wants that but people in these white ass towns want to glorify that i actually was talking to this guy like way back when in college who would sit here and like glorify trying to make it seem like he was from the hood like i'm from here and i've seen this and this and this our relationship kind of transferred like out of the college scenario and like over the summertime so i would like go to his house and uh, this man lived in the most white suburban neighborhood. Like, he literally lived in the suburbs. It's just not cool. Don't glorify it. Like, you should not, you should not want to be here. Like, yeah, I live in the ghetto. Hee <laughs> hee. Like, it's not fun. It's not fun. My sister had one of her, like, best friends get shot while he was just walking, minding his own business. It's just not a good time. It's not fun. Like, I don't know why people want to glamorize it and glorify it because... Like, it's f***ing dangerous. It's not- it's not cute. Like, stop. So anyways, I'm tired. I think I'm gonna end the episode here. I feel like this was kind of a short episode, was it? I don't know. Um, but I'm really loving the podcast. Wow, this is episode five of the podcast. I'm kind of happy that I started this. I don't know, like, what exactly I'm supposed to be doing, but it's nice to just, like, talk. Because, you know, I don't have a lot of human interaction in my days, except for this- one person who can't talk back to me or understand a word that i'm saying <laughs> i don't know if you're thinking of starting a podcast um let this be your sign and oh my god this reminds me i say this reminds me a lot it's insane that i'm saying this too because does anyone know who george janko is i feel like people know who that is he was like logan paul is one of his best friends 
and he branched off and did his own podcast and this is like his bread and butter i feel like i used to watch this guy do stuff and i was like this just isn't his thing like he needs to find his thing and i see this podcast and this feels like his element i'm probably not his niche i'm probably not his target demographic so it's like i obviously you know have my thoughts on it but watching the podcast and the things that he posts with his little girlfriend that he has too i think it's incredible it's great i feel like this is what he's meant to be doing so anyway that's the end of the podcast this is where i'm gonna like send y'all off because i have nothing else to say and i need to go take a nap <laughs> so yeah i really hope you guys enjoyed um if you are liking everything that you're seeing or you're hearing be sure to give it a thumbs up if you're watching the youtube version and you can also rate us i think i i genuinely don't know but i keep saying that like i know you can also share it with your friends send me topics that you want to talk about uh you can send those on instagram you can send them on tiktok you can send them in the comments down below and yeah, that's it. You hear this child screaming? He's so cute. Anyways, I'll see you all next week. <laughs>